It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Thursday, May 12th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Did I? 12th. 12th. There's a lot of sounds going on there. 12th. 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 Fun show today. Yeah. Some of your favorites. We had some laughs. Uh, it's pop-up audio. Going to talk about our national anthem. Another conspiracy. The People's Court returns. Oh, yeah. One of the best would you rather is I've been asking a while, and it's it a hard came one. from my son, Bo. Tuffy. Buck and Dan are here. Mm-hmm. Talk a bit more about the radio epidemic. Heard a doozy of a radio epidemic topic the other day. Oh, boy. First, your out of context clip of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's a snack, let me tell you. A little Chicago, Woo, little Chicago yeah. mix and a glass of wine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So the daytime TV show, The View, is always on before the news. So I tend to have it on in the background sometimes when I'm watching the news or gearing up to. Sometimes I just leave it on too and I'm just watching it. There are a couple of funny things that I've noticed about that show. First off, they now call the show the historic 25th season of The View. Not just The View, but the historic. historic. The historic 25th season, which is hilarious History to me. has been made. When you think about it, it's like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean award winning. It doesn't mean, you know, Grammy nominated, anything like that, which they'll put in front of shows. Historic, just it, it sounds good. Doesn't really mean a whole lot. Really, anything that you are doing for the first time is historic, That's isn't it? Exactly like their, it. Their 26th season will also be historic honestly so is the 24th because there's always going to be new things that happen <laughs> and that's just how it goes but i was like that sounds nice maybe we should steal that you know that should be a thing that maybe for our show for our show <laughs> the historic <laughs> the historic seventh season of x mornings with beckler and shauna and here come your hosts beckler and shauna you guys so much oh you're just such a great crowd today oh that's all for us so exciting we have a great show today buck and pat are here and we have a hundred more terms for your chug vns in 20 minutes or less my wife mckenna told me she she heard a real stinker of a radio epidemic topic oh good the other day yeah this was so good. If you're if you're new to the show, uh, we have often made fun of the fact that if you like if you listen to a lot of other radio stations right now, all the shows are the same. They're like this question and answer format. Yeah. The host will ask a question and then there's calls that they laugh at and then that's it. Yep. Uh, and it's like, what's your favorite this? You know, tell us about a time you this and yep. then they just kind of like t- tell you a story and then they like try to list these responses and they it can be done really well. Um other times though, it <sighs> If you don't get... And we feel so bad for the hosts because, I mean, they're clever and interesting people. Yes. Or, you know, they wouldn't be in a city like Calgary working on the air. No. But the bosses are like, you will do this type of radio. Yes. And you will like it. And if the responses <laughs> are like one-word responses, it makes we it tough to... We go with it anyways. Yeah. So this is the one that McKenna heard the other day. What's your favorite snack? Hmm. Yeah, that's... And we're taking calls. Yeah. And we're taking calls. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What's your favorite snack? Chicago mix. Popcorn. Oh, that's a that's a popular oh, one. Oh, oh, look at you. That's uh, from Kirkland or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. So that's a snack. Let me tell you. Little Chicago, Woo, little Chicago yeah. mix and a glass of wine. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> What's your favorite snack? Two, three, eight, nine, nine, two, nine. Sherry from Cougar Ridge says grapes because they also make wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, it's too early for that. Two, three, nine, nine, two, nine. What's your favorite snack? <laughs> Sherry from Cougar Ridge says my hubby because he's yummy. <laughs> I think you guys are trying to fool us. I don't think those were real callers that Shauna was. <laughs> like, it might have been Shauna. I don't know, but I think it was a fake call. Those are real. Those are, those are those 100. Are real what are you talking about? From all like, the Sherry's. They're Cougar Ridge. Every, they don't talk like that, do they? Every every Sherry from every, like, they all talk that way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while you're here, what's your oh favorite? What's your favorite snack? <laughs> two three eight on nine two nine. Two three eight on nine nine two nine. He's already on the phone. He's got the phone number. He does. He does. Just in case, just in case you didn't hear that. Two three eight on nine two nine. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. The Blue Jays have been playing the Yankees, and the series is. I don't know if you've been watching or paying attention to any, but it's getting pretty heated. A couple days ago, everybody essentially got tossed out of the game, <laughs> which I just love. Honestly, when you see people start getting tossed and all the heated exchanges yeah. that are happening oh, on the field, yeah. especially when, you know, after somebody gets tossed and then you get to know how they really feel because they're yeah. like, I'm already getting kicked out of the game. So now <laughs> I'm going to tell you um, what I really feel about this. And baseball is normally so gentlemanly. It, it's, it's fun to see games that. Totally. Kind of go off the rails like that. It's probably got to be fun to get tossed with your teammates, too. I'd say so, too. You see everyone getting ejected, and you're like, I'm going, too. And I'm it, going with the guys. It's funny <laughs> because the coaches and stuff will sometimes intentionally get tossed, right? Because they have to show support for their team. Yep. So and let if, the ump know they're really unhappy exactly. with what's happening. And Which is amazing because imagine you're sitting in the dugout, and you see you know, that the ump is being whatever to one of your players they're really unhappy you're like here we go yeah I'm take getting... a step on that field i'm i'm going to get tossed right now walk out there favorite, let's go my favorite is when they kick dirt oh that's ever so, see someone kick yeah. dirt at an umpire it's just the most disrespectful thing you can do on a baseball field hey oh my god <laughs> i can't Im- i can just envision the commentators though and how they had to deal with this she's a beautiful night in the ballpark and oh pitcher yuri garcia was just tossed by the umpire so Jordan Romano will take the Fishing mound. coach Pete Walker just got tossed. Charlie Montoya doesn't like that. He's Man- coming up. Manager to- Charlie Montoya just got tossed. Well, it's starting to look a bit thin in the Blue Jays' Blue- dugout. Blue Jays' mascot ace just got tossed. The mascot got Dan- tossed? Dan Schulman is getting tossed. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. My son Bo is seven, and he asked me a really tough would-you-rather question yesterday. Oh, no. And we actually spent most of our dinnertime conversation as a family debating it. Okay. Um, and the question was, would you rather have unlimited money or be able to control the weather? And for argument's sake, we'll say instead of unlimited money, because that's like not really a concept you can nail down yeah. in your head. We'll just say you have several billion dollars. I would say several billion dollars. You would take the several billion dollars? Yep. Because you can make your own little domes with weather with that money. But, but people don't. You're right. Billionaires don't. I know. But you could. They're still at the whims of the same weather that we are. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I'm thinking about places like Dubai, for example, where they now have, like, these indoor snowboard parks. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, so let's say I wanted to snowboard and I couldn't control the weather to get snow, then I'd build myself my own little snow dome. And how would that compare to being able to have it dump a foot of powder every time you went to the hill? 
just mm. with a snap of your fingers. Would you rather snowboard in a warehouse in Dubai? Or I would mean, you it would rather... be much better to do it on a mountain for sure. I, I think I picked the weather, and the reason I picked the weather is because I think you could make a ton of money with the ability mm, to control the weather. I see what you're saying. You know, we just be yeah. like, we're going to plant this crop here, and I'm going to make the conditions absolutely perfect to grow. Yeah, it, well, and if we're that's the case, well then yeah, like if you if you could. I was thinking, like, let's say you couldn't make any money off the weather. It was just to, to enjoy just it for to yourself. <laughs> then I'd probably pick the money. But you're right. If you can make a ton of money, because everything that makes money, weather it pl- plays a factor into. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you could take advantage of that and capitalize off it and make a ton of money because you can control the weather, that makes more sense. If you weren't allowed to make money off your ability to control the weather, yeah. then I'd take the money, too. Because yes. you can just go somewhere where the weather is always nice. Exactly. You could live somewhere tropical and the weather's nice every day. Yep. But yeah, even still, I might take the money because, yeah, if if I could just fly and go to whatever weather I wanted, then what does it matter if I could control it right here and now? Because you could go to somewhere and still not get the weather you wanted. True. Right. Yeah. Elon Musk can go to Mexico and still get rained on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you'd think, the, let's say, the I mean, the odds would be in your favor if yeah. you're going to a place where it's 24 degrees all year long for the most part. You get yeah. the one rainy day. It's like, OK. And if that's the case. You pick up on your private jet and go to the next place. Dry that one out. That's true. I was even thinking for like events and stuff. You know, your friend's getting married. I will guarantee the weather's going to be nice on your day. Mm. Or yeah, I, I, it would probably come with a lot of responsibility because I'm it, I'm assuming in this scenario you can also control storms and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you know that a hurricane is headed for a poor country, you would have a responsibility to stop it, wouldn't you? You would. You could save a ton of lives and stuff doing that, too, being able to control the weather. You could probably save more lives than you could even just with money. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, again, you need money to live. So if you don't make any money off that skill, then that's tough. You're just out there sarmoning the weather. Right you're, to not, you're God. Yes, you are. But with no money. Yeah. So, hmm. I thought it was like, that's a hell of a question. That's, that's one of the best question. would you rathers I've heard it in a sure while. It sure is. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. X92.9, good morning. Hi, I just want to say that you couldn't tell anyone that you can control the weather. It'd be your secret forever. You're right. You couldn't You couldn't share that information or people, people would not leave you alone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just want to say that. Yeah. That's no. a good point. Yeah, I, you know, point. You're, you're saying like the government wouldn't take you and like force you to do <laughs> terrible things to people true. that they don't like. You Come become on. a prisoner. That's a good point. They would be like, we need 10 feet of snow in Russia right now. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, oh, man. Like, you'd, have, you'd have to be like a, a, a superhero, but no one can know you. That's right. That's, I mean, it's kind of like that with money, too, though, right? If you publicize your money too much, it's people true. will not leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. But you could have a farm that gets rained on every day and make your money that way. That's what I thought. Um, (laughs) But if you think even like during, was it during the Vietnam War where the United States like seeded clouds to extend the monsoon season? Oh, the old chemtrails, of course. Yeah, so that's right. So if... I just want to say that's a deep truth right there. A a deep truth. (laughs) A deep fact. Deep Deep fact. Deep fact. But you're right. If you had the ability to manipulate the weather, the government would not let you just be... Yeah, you'd be in a cage the rest of your life. VNS in 20 minutes or less. We were talking yesterday about the man who was charged for leaving a a fake horse's head on the mayor's driveway. And then he did burnouts down the street at 3 a.m. Yeah, and he put an anti-vax sticker on her door. (laughs) That's not something I condone, obviously, but the whole story is pretty funny. Like, 
You just envisioned Terry had a few too many beers, and then he started doing some burnouts, and he had this fake horse's head, and he tossed it on the driveway, and oh, man. And I mean, if it was an anti-vax message, I mean, this was in, in April yeah. when there weren't really any restrictions anymore, so no, no. I don't know what... I'm not sure. Why he was going after the mayor. <laughs> For some reason, when I first heard this, though, I was picturing this whole case on People's Court. We've talked about <laughs> People's Court before and how ridiculous it is, first of all. That huge voice. And then this huge booming. I've got a, an example for you in case you don't know. This is the plaintiff, Raisa <laughs> Arias. She says the defendant, her daughter, who has lived with her for five years. Like, just listen to that. Rent. And then it gets even more uh, intense. She like, wants her money. She's suing for $1,200. The amount she's <laughs> So That guy is my favorite. He's unbelievable. <laughs> like, every single intro is that intense for things that... It's always very minimal charges and things, yeah, too, right? There's just, nowhere to go. He couldn't get more intense no, if it was a big deal. No, he there's really no. punches it. Like, by the end, I'm like, your voice must be, it must be sore, sir. I was thinking, though, that it would be pretty funny to hear that, like, with this case, you know? <laughs> the plaintiff, Jody, claims the defendant, Terry, left a horse's head on her driveway and then proceeded to do burnouts outside her home. The defendant, Terry, says, what's the big deal? Just out for a friggin' rip, bud. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Another conspiracy. It, oh, it's been a hell of a week for conspiracies. It sure has. Here on the show. We're asking for trouble, aren't we, Sean? We are. If you don't hear us in a couple days, it's because we've been pulled off the air for our conspiracies. We I saw this too post. close to the truth. <laughs> Sorry. I saw this post yesterday, uh, and it said... I just sneezed 13 times in a row, and it's got me thinking about how the government stopped planting female trees to prevent free fruit from being easily accessible and instead planted all pollinating male plants that collectively caused allergies to get a million times worse. We talked about that. Did we? Yeah. And it's a thing that they actually did. Well, I know that... It, I looked into this a bit. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this, this idea has been floating around online for a couple of years now, but... There are more male trees that are planted because the female trees are messier. They drop their fruit, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're trying to and, prevent that. So, And the male trees then have to give off far more pollen in search of female trees. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's crazy. That's a, that's a real thing? Yeah. I think, I think that, well, that it is a thing that has happened. Yeah. Now, uh, then Was, they're saying it's just because, of, yeah, of the mess. They're trying to alleviate the mess, so that's why they're doing it. That's what they claim, And anyway. this person is saying it's to prevent free fruit from being easily accessible. But, I mean, there wouldn't be, that would only be very few species, right, where the fruit would even be edible. Yeah. Now that, yeah, that's taking things down another level. Yeah. So. <sighs> to make fruit Successful. There was a TikTok that went viral last year, I guess, on this topic, and the, the the girl who posted it referred to it as botanical sexism. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a loaded term. So the government right the, doesn't like female trees. Nope. Doesn't want people to have access to the free fruit that would grow on them. Wants you to have allergies growing. because the oh, yeah. allergy medication business is worth billions of oh, dollars. I'm on God. allergy meds as we speak. It all one. comes down to big allergies. This is a big one. Holy this is a big bananas. One. Shana, on the plausibility scale, how many Monsantos out of 10 does this one Man, get? Man, you know, it It could be true. It's got. It's up there. Like, I'm going to say 14 to 15 Monsantos, Monsantos out of 10. Yeah. We might not be on the air tomorrow. It's been a You'll blast, if not... 
The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was at the bank yesterday, and the fellow who was helping me, the teller, <laughs> I was chuckling because there were several instances during our exchange where, like, he said he was going to do something for me, and I said, oh, thank you. And he said, my pleasure. Yeah, that's, like, that's, <laughs> a, that's a buzz term for sure. <laughs> It's such a funny, it's such a funny term when you really stop and think about it. Like, my pleasure. Yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna put this in an envelope for you, and I was like, oh, great, thank you. He's like, my pleasure. I was like, it is a bit of a strange term, isn't it? Like, like he goes and gets the envelope, and he's like, ooh, like, <laughs> do you need a moment, or do you need, do you need a room, sir? Yeah. Are you okay? I, no, I get all my kicks from helping you with your banking. That's. Do you need a binder to cover that up, or like how pleasurable are we talking here? Everything gonna be okay? Your moment or? with your pleasure there, mm. my pleasure. <laughs> that envelope is, right there. Oh, this I just, is my version of pleasure. I love looking these things. Ooh, okay. just like oh my god, <laughs> this one needs help. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. Do NHL referees practice jumping out of the way of the puck? Because when you watch the the playoff games that are going on right now and the the pace of play and the fact that these refs have to be agile enough to get out of the way of the puck and know when there's redirections happening and players are trying to fool each other and they somehow manage to do a pretty damn good job of it. There are times, of course, where the puck does hit the ref, but for the most part when you watch them, I'm like, holy crap, how did they get out of the way of that? They're pretty athletic, aren't they? Super like when athletic. You, right, when you think of the pace of the modern NHL, it's crazy. Yeah. And the refs have to keep pace with the game. While also keeping an eye on it. And these players are playing mind games, right? So purposely trying to, again, redirect the puck to get it. And, and these, you're supposed to predict it. As a ref, you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, no, no, I knew that was going to happen. And then jump out of the way. <laughs> and I'm watching them. I'm just like, this is damn impressive. Yeah. So do they, like, do they have drills? I don't know. I've, I never did any refing. No. I, I was kind of wondering. Refed growing up, but. Yeah. Uh, or is it just you've, like, refed for long enough that it comes second yeah. nature to kind of get out of the way of the puck? Because. I'm just envisioning, you know, before you get to the level of the playoffs or whatever, they, they have tryouts and they're just... <laughs> they fire pucks at you. Just you... throwing things at you. <laughs> pucks, wrenches, whatever it might be. Can you get out of the way of all this? Then you'll be good. Yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Do NHL referees practice jumping out of the way of the puck? Because when you watch the, the playoff games that are going on right now and the, the pace of play and the fact that these refs have to be agile enough to get out of the way of the puck and know when there's redirections happening and players are trying to fool each other and they somehow manage to do a pretty damn good job of it. There are times, of course, where the puck does hit the ref, but for the most part, when you watch them, I'm like, holy crap, how did they get out of the way of that? They're pretty athletic, aren't they? Super like when athletic. You, right, when you think of the pace of the modern NHL, it's crazy. Yeah. And it, the refs have to keep pace with the game while also keeping an eye on it. And these players are playing mind games, right? So purposely trying to, again, redirect the puck to get it. And, and these you're supposed to predict it. As a ref, you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, no, no, I knew that was going to happen, and then jump out of the way. And I'm watching them. I'm just like, this is damn impressive. Yeah. So do they like? Do they have drills? I don't know. I've, I never did any refing. No. I, I was kind of wondering. I growing up, but... Yeah, uh, or did, is it just you've like ref for long enough that it comes second yeah. nature to kind of get out of the way of the puck? Because I'm just envisioning, you know, before you get to the level of the playoffs or whatever, they, they have tryouts and... <laughs> They're just <laughs> they fire pucks at you. Just you... throwing things at you. <laughs> pucks, wrenches, whatever it might be. Can you get out of the way of all this? Then you'll be good. Yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. On yesterday's show, we were talking a bit about how the Bloc Quebecois has put forward a motion to remove prayer from the House of Commons. Yeah. They don't want to do the prayer at the beginning of their sessions anymore. 
Which I think was knocked down. Was it? Yeah. The yeah. other. I mean, the other parties all kind of. Everybody was just saying it's for... not the time for this. I mean, I think a lot of people say down the line maybe, but right now, just not. Well, we brought this up. We got a text. I didn't get a name here, but this person said, I never thought I'd support the block. As a part of this minority, I'd like to see the God reference taken out of the national anthem, too. So let's get on with it for those who don't want to thank God for our country's existence at the beginning of every hockey game. Interesting. Yeah. And I I hadn't heard that. I mean, we recently changed lyrics in the anthem from all thy sons command to all of us command. Yep. Um, but I said I hadn't really thought about that one. You know, even as someone who isn't religious, the God line in the national anthem never really stood out to me. No, uh, and me neither. And I think it's again because we just grew up singing it that way, and you don't really necessarily think about what the lyrics truly mean. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if we're going to a secular state and we want to take all, you know, signals of religion out of things, I suppose that this would be involved in that. So I just thought of it as kind of the lyrics that were of the time of when the song was written. It's true. You know, like I don't I don't feel like religion is being pushed on me when I sing the national anthem. But same goes for the prayer. Like I don't think when people say that prayer they really sit down and think like, oh well this is this is people lecturing me to be religious or, you know, I better think about God. It's just something that it's a formality that they do, right? Yeah, and that one would just be easy to not do. It's true. It, whereas yep. if you're going back and actually changing lyrics that have been yeah. written and trying to that maybe that's why it doesn't sit true as well but as you said we've done it once just recently so we could do it again this person said i'd be i'd be good with singing the national anthem before every sporting event if i didn't have to acknowledge god in the process Mm. interesting so they should have taken a look like when they did change the the all thy sons command line should have changed it to let's keep our land glorious and free that's what this person on our text line said man i'm not Eventually, I'm not going to be able to remember the new lyrics to this song if we keep changing these things. Well, like, eh. I, I'll be honest with you. I still sing it the old way. Yeah, I, I have, struggle for remembering every time. I'm always like, oh, right, right, yeah. All of us command. In all of us command. Honestly, I would like to see the anthem not sung before sporting events. I don't... That's another thing. It's that's a just weird a formality. Yeah. And we just... I think, you know, the, there are radio shows, especially in the states, in like in the southern states, where they play the anthem before every show. Wow. And I think if we did that, you would find it weird. Yep. But because we do it at sporting events, it's not weird because we've always done it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I, just, I, don't think, I don't think you need it there. I mean, it's different, I think, if it's like the Olympics. Yeah. And an athlete is representing, representing their country, country and they've just won. But like, why, you know, why when the Flames are playing the Stars, do we need, do we need both anthems going? It's true. It's uh, just one of those traditions, again, that's deep-rooted, just like the prayer before, you know, the House Commons and everything else. And it's just like, huh, yeah, when you really think about it, do we need it? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Audio. Coming out of the pandemic, George Ezra and two friends walked the entire length of the United Kingdom from south to north. The 1,200-mile journey took 95 days and was filmed for a documentary called End to End. Along the way, George revealed a few songs from this upcoming third album, Gold Rush Kid. I could be anyone, 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 anyone for you. 
George Ezra has a type of OCD known as Pure O, which is he has obsessive thoughts, but not the physical rituals of obsessive counting, rearranging, or hand washing that often comes with OCD. He used to lose weeks to these obsessive thoughts, but found a therapist during lockdown who helped him practice transcendental meditation, which helps. I can love you, I can be anything you want of me, and in the darkness of the night, baby, let me be your light. George is the son of two teachers. His younger brother, Ethan, has a successful solo career under the stage name Ten Tons. But if you change your mind, yeah, you can G-I-V-E. All y'all love back to me. I could always take some more. And his older sister, Jess, has accompanied him on tour in the past. George has referred to her as his a sister. Once a month, George prints selected photos from his phone and then deletes the rest. He says he feels like he's dragging something along with him. If he keeps those photos in his phone, this way he feels lighter. Audio. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.